want to learn about random stuff. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Hello. Hi. That's Sheridan. And that's Taryn. And this is Thanks, Thanks, Tiny Computer. Computer. How's your week going, Sheridan? Well, it's going. I I don't even want to talk about it. Why are we even doing this podcast? I mean, you were up there yesterday. You brought me lunch, and it was great. And you could hear how all the teachers talk in the privacy of the school with no children there. Guys, there's something some of us don't know about teachers, and that's teachers are normal people. <laughs> we're, we're the realest. <laughs> you always think of teachers that they're like, I don't know subhuman or something subhuman yeah oh that sounds bad no you guys are superior creatures oh, than the okay rest. so i thought that for sure when i was a kid i thought they, yeah if i saw a teacher in public i would not talk to them well you don't talk to anybody i'm just kidding <laughs> um she's not lying you do you do tend to see teachers as like this you know higher up authority figure and so they're kind of intimidating and then we had your birthday party and it was all teachers <laughs> and i was like these bitches <laughs> <laughs> we we don't have to get too in depth I on know. the details of my birthday party here but um it was fun it was a good time that was the day i realized oh they're not superior actually you guys really are superior well we are just the same as you with a little more saintliness you have a more of a halo sheen we glow a little. It's our, it's the patience inside of us showing. Because seriously, the things we're doing right now with this distance learning, I mean, I, I do. I truly work with some saints. So that's really all that's been happening for me this week. It's been... I don't know why my iPad interrupted also, you. Also, I haven't had any interruptions, and so that really hurt my feelings just now. <laughs> so what you're telling me is you're losing all patience. Yeah. So yeah, they don't. I have nobody to keep me on my toes right now. The um, we had I had my first Zoom morning meeting today with my students, and they are not required to come onto the Zooms, but we encourage it, mm-hmm. and they're all recorded so they can watch them later if they Aww. need to. But how did it go? It was so good. And I can mute them and it was just quiet and I could just talk. <laughs> and then if I asked them if they got what I was saying, I said, give me a thumb up. And they would just give me a thumb up and they weren't talking. And I was like, <laughs> I kept telling them, I was like, you guys are doing such a good job. I saw this meme that was like the child, it dawned on the child that they will never get another snow day because of Zoom. Or because yep. of the pandemic. Yep. We were like, oh, we'll just teach from home if it's too bad of weather outside. Rude. Again, my patience is thin now, Harry. <laughs> Help I, me. <laughs> that is my next boy dog name. I thought so. I love Tastes it. like strop. We just talk about Harry Styles a lot on here, so. Uh, well, I was thinking for, you know, Prince Harry. Well, of course, but I am thinking for Prince Harry Styles. But I also like Bruno. Downward dog. Oh, oh my God. You guys, if you could just see what Henry is doing right now, you would just be like in love. He's really cute. I'm obsessed with him. Come to me. Speaking of Henry, uh, he has a little tear in his cornea. Okay. He is really showing out now. (laughs) Go lay down. Such an only, such a firstborn. <laughs> He's like, I don't really have to listen to her. I just have to let her think I'm listening to her. I just look at her and start 
looking adorable and everything is fine. So last week, Henry was like winking at me. And I was like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And he's like winking at me. He's like, there's a tear in my cornea, mom. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't to be cute. This is my eye hurts. So I have the best vet, Dr. Olson at Sheridan Road Vet Clinic. I cannot thank her enough. She's been a goddess. And she's super intelligent and always helps me figure out the best path. Anyways, I could go on and on. She's really cool. Dr. Olson. But now I have to do eye drops. And one of them makes his pupil enlarged. So he can't go outside in the sunlight? He could be sensitive to sunlight. He hasn't. Henry is pretty tough. He, like, I've stepped on his feet on accident. And he's like, doesn't even. Can you not? (laughs) Thanks. He's like, oh, oh. Wait, what is Henry's voice? You know how we always try to give our pets voices? I, I, you don't know? He just has a very standard voice, I feel like. Like when I say, can you not? That's kind of how Henry talks. He's just a normal American male voice. Yeah, maybe a little. I think he probably sounds a little bit like me. Like monotone? Monotone. Sar- he's sarcastic S- AF. <laughs> incredibly sarcastic. Sometimes I don't know if he loves me or not. Or if he's being serious. I always feel bad, like, when people can't tell that I'm being sarcastic. Wait, I don't feel bad. Because, you know, somebody that really thought I was sarcastic all the time is Miller's dad. And I don't feel sorry about that one. He just was like, I can't tell if you're being funny or if you're being sarcastic or if you're being (laughs) serious. I was like, then I'm probably being sarcastic. It's funny. So this weekend, Sheridan and our brothers and our newly adopted brother, Brian, we all went on a float trip. And, well, we went kayaking down the Illinois River, and we had these koozie holders that have the necklace to wear while you're floating because your hands aren't capable. And my brother, littlest brother was like, oh, I think the strap is supposed to go over your beer so it doesn't fall out. And I was like, oh, my God. Do you you know how many years? You said, is that what it's for? Like, you said it like that, but you were being serious. Okay. I I don't know what I said, but what I was trying to convey was I've been wearing this fucking thing for years and it never dawned on me. I have worn this drunk so many times (laughs) and never put two and two together. And they all looked at me and they said, maybe you don't have to talk so rude. And I was like, what? What? I'm genuinely met. I'm- and then, and then let me tell the rest of the story. Cause then you stewed about it for the rest of the day. You're probably still stewing about it. I actually, I thought it was kind of funny, but I do worry not about my family and what they think, but really I think about, Oh, is that why so-and-so has hated me all this time? Because I sound so sarcastic no, and dry. No, you got in trouble with me for asking them <laughs> to clarify too many times. And Well, what I realized is that with Noah, our 25-year-old brother, who probably would never listen to this. No, he he would just rip us up if he did. He is the same. He's worse than me. That's how he only talks. You (laughs) cannot tell if he's being an asshole or if he's being funny. And 99% of the time, he's just like playing around. Yeah, his his joking is very mean. His joking is really hard to read. It's and I'm joking, getting better at it. Yeah. I, I get it now. It's hard to read sometimes because it does come across pretty abrasive. But he is the sweetest. He just... That's He's just a how teddy he bear. 
He's a protective asshole. <laughs> we love that little boy. He's so That cute. man boy. Well. I love him. I love him too. I had to say it because you <sighs> said it on the pod. Sorry. I'm still like sweaty and gross. Uh, I So Leslie and I have been working out with this super awesome guy named Barry Wise. I thought you were going to say Barry White. And I was like, what? Oh, God. Let's that would be it. cool. Wait, is that the right guy? Uh, I think so. Let's get it on. No, that's Marvin Gaye. That is Marvin Gaye. I'll just keep doing this until it comes to me. Sheridan's doing a um, pelvic no, twist. No, I'm just moving my chest Oh, a, sh- a titty twist. <laughs> I'm not doing a titty twister over here. I swear to God. My shirt is off. I've got both nipples. Nope. That's not what I was doing. But Barry is super awesome. I... Another person I can't recommend enough. I really like him, but he also has a podcast. It's called Be Wise Fitness Podcast. And uh, so if you're you're feeling like you need some motivation or want to learn a little bit about the fitness industry, I recommend his podcast. Oh, um, I just had to Google it really quick. Oh, what's he saying? Never gonna give you up. Never I think gonna... he does that, and then what? What's his then other song? the other guy Marvin covered it. Taryn, I've been watching Queer Eye on Netflix, and I can't stop myself. Isn't it great? It's so good. It's so sweet. I know. Mostly, I just love seeing their houses redone. And then today, we were talking at work about, I would like for myself to be made over. Too bad. You're not like these people on the show. I know. (laughs) I was just saying, I could like pretend for a little while to be like a little worse than I am. And then you guys could nominate me to go on the show. Well, now but everyone I, knows that you're right. Imposi- but, I, but you're an imposter. I'm, and I'm an impossible imposter. I want Tan to give me new clothes and tell me what looks good on my body, and then I'm still just gonna wear leggings <laughs> all the time. Thanks, Tan, but no thanks. I just so we got an email from our principal, and it was like, if you're planning to work from home or from school. So I emailed my principal. Back. I said, I am planning to work from school in home clothes, though. I'm not. I'm going to pretend I'm at home at school. What did so, she say? No, she said that's fine. She doesn't care. <laughs> I don't know why she would. I just was being funny to her. And obviously, it was hilarious. So <laughs> good for me. <laughs> All right. Anything else about your week? Um, what else interesting went on this week? Um, well, we've been having uh, people come over to give us bids on a kitchen remodel. How's that been going? Uh, Good. <laughs> Uh, I've been learning a lot. We haven't got any official bids, but we have people come in and kind of, you know, spout off some like, uh, this is probably roughly what it's going to cost, but I'll send you an itemized, like full layout bid. One million dollars. We have three more people scheduled. So we'll have had seven people over total to look at the kitchen. Um, so TBD, hopefully I pick the right person and... They'll accept my rose. They'll accept. Oh, bachelorette rose. Do they shoot on bachelorette? Does she give out roses still? Oh yeah. It's not something different for men. Nope. Like a basketball or something. spanking. Oh, it's he. <laughs> Ouch, sizzling. That show is naughty. Will you accept my spanking? 
And then she, does she have to do it in front of everybody else? Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. It's a naked butt spanking. <laughs> All right. Bachelorette took it too far. <laughs> I'm never watching that show. It starts October 13th. <laughs> okay. I'm not watching it. <laughs> Promo code TTC. <laughs> to watch the bachelorette you have to have a promo code guys don't watch that show forget i plugged it but watch it and so you can talk to taryn about it it and twitter me twitter me twitter my do a twitty twist twitter twister (laughs) thank you for laughing that was terrible (laughs) what else have you been up to that's it what what's on your what's on your list that was it (laughs) oh i Okay, if you're my principal, stop listening now. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to be in a meeting, and I was typing my story for tonight. I just, I just can't um, do all the things. I, I can't. I'm I wrote a- my story today too. Guys, we're just a little behind. It's all. Here's the truth of it. Two of the things I googled this week. One would take too long. I just didn't. I had to go to a shorter story. Yeah. The other one is boring to everybody but me. Maybe not. <sighs> yes, it's kind of like the time I talked about the Maori people <laughs> way back on episode one. Listen, that tied into so many future episodes. Did it? Yes. I don't know. It tied into Jojo Rabbit. Okay. It tied into... Wow, you're right. I see where you're going with this. It, Keep going, though. I like hearing there this. There was a lot that came from that episode. <laughs> that was it, Listen. but I'm proud <laughs> Just at your school the other day, Alex came up to me and was like, I look at birds now. You never know what's going to be interesting to people. Shout out to Alex. She's a sweet baby angel listening to our podcast. I love her. And also shout out to Carly because Odin still asks her if they're going to come to your house when they're listening to Thanks Tiny Computer in the car. He's like, is that TT and Tati? And she's like, yeah. And are they on the phone? (laughs) He thinks that we're there. That makes perfect sense yeah, to a two-year-old, three-year-old blind. Oh, here it goes. Oh, someone's pissed off. <laughs> just keep talking. I'm just, I'm talking, I'm just talking and talking to myself. Taryn's walking, she's walking, she's walking by herself. That was Devin. really freaking good. Devin, call Henry. Yeah, Devin. He, he needs attention. And I can't give it to him. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Henry's love language is attention or affection. He wanted what he really wanted was to sit on my lap. Yeah, that's how like we all have guys a, are. We have a daily s- session where he sits on my lap and we snuggle while I work. Uh huh. So that's what he thought. He, he, that's what he was wanting. Ban- Banjo comes up to me and does that too. Well, guess what? <clears throat> it's week eleven of our podcast. So you know what that means? It's your turn. I go first. Are you ready for this? I, dun, 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 dun. We've only been talking for like 15 minutes. Should we continue talking? But yeah. Cut this out? We got to keep talking. Edit this shit out. <laughs> um, so tell me about Henry needing that attention. <laughs> I want to know about your all's daily snuggle sessions. This is a very boring story, but to me, it's the most wonderful story. You hold Henry while you make your ex salad. <laughs> Devin needs to take a zipple of this nipple. Okay, enough of nipples tonight. <laughs> You've got to get your drink that and be quiet. Okay, there's a lot of things happening. Well, our granddad was in town. Oh, yeah, that's a great. He stayed with us. 
He said the bed was comfortable. Did he? Wait, was that Rin's bed? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't but we you. spruced it up. With? Well, we got a new box spring. Wow. <laughs> this is like egg salad, guys. Okay, but did you all like handcraft the box springs? Maybe that's where we need to go with that. No. Okay. Well, that's all I had. Then. <laughs> the te- so, I'll go ahead and get started. Really? Yeah. So... As I mentioned last week, if you've listened, I have been watching Alone, the hit TV series from History Channel. Uh, It is about survival of the fittest. They drop off 12 contestants in the wilderness. And whoever can live out there off of the 10 things they get to take, whoever lives the longest... Do the other Without tapping die? out. <laughs> oh, they just tap out. They don't die. They don't die. Uh, Maybe they do. Wins $500,000. Okay. Wait, how much? 500000 500000 Not yeah. even a million dollars for that shit? <laughs> I know. I'm never watching that show again. I was like, um, by the time taxes come out of that, like, it's really not that much money. Um, Now... I sound like a dirt dirk, but I know I meant to say jerk. A jerk, a jerk. It's like <laughs> DJ Erk. I got it. Maybe I was saying dick jerk. Okay, <laughs> Dirk. Okay, enough of your innuendos, <laughs> titty twisters, <laughs> dick jerks. Come on, Taryn. <laughs> Sipple of the nipple. You are out of zipple. Zipple. Uh, no, you meant sipple. I know. <laughs> you freak. So. Uh, one of the contestants on the season that we just finished last night, uh, he was looking horrible. That was rude. No. <laughs> just kidding. He was out there for 77 days and he looked like he was at a concentration camp. He reminded me of Christopher McCandless. <gasps> yes. So I Googled images of Christopher McCandless at his final days uh, to show our granddad, Tommy, and my husband, Devin, the comparison. Because they really looked very similar. Uh, so, I'm doing my story on Christopher McCandless. Yay! I love this. Uh, a little backstory. I first heard about Christopher McCandless in 2007 when Into the Wild came out into movie theaters. Yes, such a good movie. Uh, you, mom, and I had gone to see one movie and then we snuck in to see Into the Wild. Do you remember that? Yes. Do you remember what the other movie was? No. Into the Wild, one out. It totally did. Thank God we snuck in. I was, at the time, let me paint the picture. I was 20 years old. You were 20 and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. You said 2007. I know. I've lived, I've lived so many lives in my short life. You really have. Uh, Who are you? I know. Are you a vampire? No, I I blame Christopher McCandless. It's true. That's true. Uh, So I I was 20 years old. I was in this toxic relationship. He's a great guy. We just were bad together. Um, I just bought a house. Like, this is right before the stock market crashed and the housing market crashed. Like in 2008? Yeah. I had no business being a 20-year-old homeowner. Um, And after I saw this movie, I was shook shook the movie like 
truly changed my life. And I, I, I really do think it did. And I think it made my life better. Uh, I don't know if you remember when it ended, but I just remember when it ended, I was just completely overwhelmed and I just started crying. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was like, such a, the ending is wild. Well, it's it's, like where they like pan out right over the bus. Probably. I don't remember. Like, but I just, it wasn't even that he died in the end. It was, it was the, Uh, sorry, spoiler. spoiler. (laughs) If you don't know the story, this literally came out 13 years ago. Um, I, I was just so overwhelmed with the whole, every message he was trying to send was, uh, my brain was on fire. I was like, oh my God, he, he, his family life reminded me of mine, or at least how he perceived his relationship with his parents. Um, and, uh, I, I've just always had a natural free spirit. So I just really related to him. And that night I went home and I told my ex, I said, we have to sell the house. We have to become rubber tramps. And I, I wanted not to, just regular tramps. No, I wanted to get. So if you're a vagabond that lives in an RV, you're called a rubber tramp. So I was like, I we got to sell the house and get an RV. Like, I can't live this life. I'm too rooted. And mm-hmm. I just being that rooted was really intense for me. Yeah. And my ex was like, you're either insane or insane. There's only one option here. <laughs> Take your pick. And what he didn't realize is that I was being very, very serious. And I basically, I broke At up. At that point in your all's relationship, he really, he should have realized how serious you were when you say things like that. Yeah. I mean, there were so many other things going on in our relationship and all that. So I literally, I broke up with him. I sold my house. I moved into this little tiny apartment. Oh. Before I moved into the apartment, I told my ex, I said, whatever you don't take, I'm selling. Yeah. And I walked into the house and my house was completely empty. I didn't know this. Yeah. He took everything. Like all the furniture? All the furniture. The house was completely empty. And we had that house completely full. Yeah. It was a four bedroom house. Crazy. I know. I walked in and I just started bawling because it was like I was letting go of all these possessions and things that, you know, really don't mean anything, but you gain attachment. Well, and it's just startling to really think like, oh, all my stuff really is gone. I know. You really wanted that to happen, but also you probably didn't expect him to take. Yeah. Take it serious and really take everything. It was crazy. I was like, oh my God. So you all broke up and then he did that? Or he did that before you all broke up? No, we broke up and I was like, hey, I'm going to be at work. Whatever you want to take, take it because I'm getting rid of everything. And he took everything. He was serious too. And he probably would. You know what I just realized? I wonder if he was trying to like play reverse psychology on me. He's like, oh, you want me to take everything? I don't think he thought that in depth about it. No. He had his head too. Nope. Sorry. Oh, whoops. We're turning into different territories. Christopher <laughs> McCandless. Christopher McCandless is head. So after I sold my house, I just started saving my money. I found this program where I could go save the sea turtles. Oh, this is the sea turtle time. Yep. And needless to say, that all went to plan until I had some unexpected expenses. 
But the story isn't about me. It's about Christopher McCandless. It's always about us a little bit in our <laughs> well, stories. I just really wanted to shine some light on how impactful that moment was for me. Definitely. Um, and how, I mean, I still don't feel like I have fulfilled those like vagabond dreams that I've always had. And I don't necessarily want to live like a vagabond anymore, but to be able to just feel free. Sure. Um, I'm very blessed. I don't use that word except for when I think about never stressed. I am so grateful for my life and my husband and his support and everything. I'm not trying to sound ungrateful. It's just that, you know, that's just how my mind works. So anyways, Christopher McCandless was born in 1968. I know. So I, when I saw that, I was like, holy moly, that's the same year Devin was born. Yeah. That's really wild. I know. Um, and he had a younger sister who, if you watch Into the Wild, you'll she has a role in that. Um, his father had been previously married and had six children with that wife. Whoa, that's wild. Yeah. One of which was overlapped with the birth of Christopher. Oops. Yeah. In the book, The Wild Truth, his sister believes this was what deeply impacted Christopher and just like really formed his outlook on life and really made him who he was. So and the father had been married previously, but also got a girl pregnant with Christopher and then ended the relationship and got with her and married her. It sounds even more complicated. Than oh, that. Lord. Okay. It sounds like he yeah. was basically living a double life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it was at the tail end of his first marriage. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I know. I Mm. mean, that's really, that's really icky. Yeah, definitely. Uh, After he graduated college in 1990, he adopted his vagabond lifestyle. He went to Emory and he gave his... Wait, he graduated from college in 90? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. And he... uh, he had the savings that he donated to charity. Oh, that's right. Got rid of everything and just went rogue. He took his Datsun out and he drove the country um, just exploring, you know, living out of his car. Well, he had parked it in a flash flood zone and it washed away. And he found it and he took the license plates off of it and burned all his identity. Identification? Sure. <laughs> All his fingertips and things. <laughs> he chopped his fingers off. And got rid of his DNA. <laughs> and he just took the opportunity to totally disappear. Did he want, do you know, did he want people to think he had died? Or did he just want to be completely cut off from society? I don't know for sure. Okay. I don't, I think he was very close with his sister. And I don't think he wanted I think he just wanted to disappear from society. Mm-hmm, I don't think that he necessarily wanted people to think he died. Um, <clears throat> so once his car got flooded away, he took to the road and he hitchhiked from South Dakota to Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. And he worked. Um, he worked as, you know, he worked at, on farms and he did stuff along the way and he journaled a lot. So that's really how people know about his inner thinking and his ideals. Um, so when he went into Alaska, 
it's all kind of puzzle piece together from there because at this point he was really pretty untraceable and it's 1990. Right. He wasn't posting on Facebook or. Yeah. So on September 6th, 1992, a group of hunters came across an abandoned 1946 International Harvester. It's not, Which it's a country I, song. Sorry. I don't know if I think you know this, but an international scout is my like dream car. Like one day I will own one. Yeah, you like them a lot. I have loved them. Actually, Matt, our dad and I, we went and test drove a friend of his that was like olive green. Ooh, the, yes. It was after the Geo <laughs> and before the Impala. I really wanted an old car. And so we went and got this. Oh, my gosh. We went and picked up the International Scout. And it's like, you know, stick shift. The ground. Did you drive it? Yeah. The floor was rusting out. There was no roof. Very safe. He was like, honey, (laughs) this car is cool. But... (laughs) This looks like a huge chore for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, you were going to be the one fixing it up. He's like, you're actually not safe in this car and you can't drive it in the winter time. There's no floorboard. Yeah. Uh, so this this bus is super cool. If you haven't seen pictures of it, they're really cool. Um, and these hunters, they found Christopher McCandless in his dead body. Uh, no one knows exactly how he died. But it's obvious he probably starved to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last images of him were, you know. He, he took his own photos with a camera, correct? He took his own photos with a camera. And he, like, made a little sign that was like, God bless, blah, blah, blah. I didn't actually quote it. Um, But he, you know, I think, and there's all sorts of signs. He was out there for over 113 days. And they think on the 113th day, and I might have that off by a few days, That that's when he died because mm-hmm. his journal entries became less and less. And then towards the end, he would still put a journal entry, but he just put a slash. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So oh, that gives me chills. I know. It's really sad, but there is or was a lot of controversy over whether or not he was this amazing idol or just some dumb kid because at the time... He's 24 years old. Right. Which, I mean, when I was reading how old he was, because I first discovered him when I was 20 years old. So yeah. I was like, he's awesome. Um. Anyways, it's just crazy to think how young yeah. these people well, are. Yeah, he was Alexander Supertramp. Uh, like, yeah. he did it all. So there's obviously a ton of romanticism over this idea of saying, screw society and all this ugliness that represents our society. Um, or otherwise, this wouldn't have been made into an award-winning movie. That's true. With Eddie Vedder's soundtrack. Thank you, Sean Penn. Thanks, Eddie Vedder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there is the other side to this coin, though. A lot of Alaskans and other people who work in wilderness, like forest rangers and, and anybody, they find it a little obnoxious because he did not properly prepare for yeah. what it means to go into the Alaskan wilderness. It takes years of experience. And even though he was an avid outdoorsman, it's totally different to actually be lost and alone in the wilderness. Yeah. 
Um, and they just didn't, they don't like that his experience was glorifying this idea when it's actually a very dangerous idea. It is. And I think, though, also maybe his experience is glorifying a different part of this experience. Him dying is a warning sign. Yeah. Like, you can't just do this. So, yeah, I get it. I know there's lots of other young guys who have done this and gone out there and either they didn't hack it and went back home mm-hmm. or they probably died as well. But it wasn't like he did it and was successful. He did it and died. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, I just think, yeah, it sucks, but he didn't survive. So, yeah. And I personally do think he was, I mean, not to be mean, but I think he was an idiot. I uh, wish definitely. I wish he would have planned better so he could share his experiences with others and and maybe he maybe I would have never even known about these people who do the, these things and right. I would have never had this inspiration and motivation to make the changes in my life that I needed to do. But it's also I love thinking about him writing his own book. And he was a very intelligent guy. So I just love thinking, like, I could have seen him on a book tour, you know. And True. instead, he he accidentally killed himself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just think about, like, how badly it would be. How, like, I think it's so cool to be an extremist. Mm-hmm. And even though I get, like, all these wild ideas and I try to follow through on all of them. So I'm a bit of an extremist, maybe. Yeah. But I'm really more impetuous. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Impulsive. It's just really not in my nature to be that extreme. Like, to be away from my family, to never talk to my family or friends, to, like, not know where I'm sleeping at night. Like, no. No, you don't like that. (laughs) No, I want to be comfortable to an extent. I want to know I have a reservation at a campsite or... Definitely. Uh, So, you know, I think in the end, he, he really wanted to share this experience and in his journaling it looked like that he even wrote happiness is only real when shared Mm -hmm. and there's lots of other quotes that kind of contradict that but I think that one came closer to the end when he was really having his epiphany you know I think he probably starting to die perhaps and realized I do feel happy but I'm alone and I'm lonely Mm -hmm. so because yeah yeah I mean, humans are pack animals. Are we? Yeah. Well, we're meant to mate and, like, be with others, That's you know? That's true. Good point. So I think at a certain point, even though some of us are introverted and we don't mind being alone a little bit longer, there comes a breaking point. Oh, yeah, definitely. Where you need, maybe you don't need to be in a crowd, but you need that human touch, that human love and communication. Yes, definitely. So I thought I would share the quote, and I don't know if you remember Sheridan, but I framed it and I put it on my wall. You're so cute. <laughs> I had written it all out and made it all cool looking. Oh, you wrote it out? You uh-huh. like, oh, okay. No, I didn't have a printer at the time. Um, I was a minimalist, remember? <laughs> um, I just wanted a reminder of what I valued the most. I For a long time, like all through my 20s, I was like, this is my Bible. You know, I was very, very, I still believe like this was very impactful. But um, here's the quote. So many people live with an unhappy circumstances and yet will not take the initiative to change their situation because they are conditioned to a life of security, conformity, and conservation. All of which may appear to give one peace of mind. But in reality, nothing is more damaging to the adventurous spirit. Dang. I know. And I take 
pieces of that, you know, like being stuck in an unhappy circumstance. Mm -hmm. There's no reason any of us truly have to be stuck in an unhappy circumstance. Some circumstances are harder than others, but with the sheer will, you can get out. Well, and I think also what I gather from it or part of what I gather from it is like using your negative circumstances to um, like as a crutch. Yes. And never growing from it. Yes. And anyways, that's just part of what I get from it is like grow from your bad experiences, make the best of it and make your happy times. I totally agree. And I don't know this for a fact about him, but... I'm under the impression that he was never able to forgive his parents for how they were. Mm -hmm. And to me, like, no one's perfect. Right. It's like, yeah, your parents, maybe they weren't the best parents, but they still loved you. They sent you to Emory, you know, like they did the, they did things to be, help you live your life. And kind of like the teacher thing. It's like, you view your parents as these superior human beings. Yeah. And then when you realize that they're just regular humans. I What was it? I, I don't know what this is from, but it was like maybe a meme or something. It was like when you realize that you were watching your parents grow up. Yes. And I think about that. Like I'm 31. If mo- mom had four kids by the time she was my age. Yeah. And I, well, your age as well. But I'm just being like, no. By the time she was 30 years old, she had four kids. And, like, I remember I asked her for some money one time. And I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I hate to ask for money. It makes me feel so stupid. I should be able to take care of myself and Miller. And she was like, I had to ask my mom for money all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, you and Matt were just kids. Like, you all had four kids and you were literally children. They were literally children. And we're 30 is not old. And in my mind, I thought, we oh, they have all their shit together. They're ready. They have a family house, you know. No, that doesn't always mean that, like, that you're successful or, or put together, I guess I should say. And that's also why I get sad that Christopher McCandless was such an extremist that it led him to a young death. He was only 24. Yeah. He didn't have the opportunity to actually mature and realize that his parents, no matter how fucked up his dad was for what he did, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if his dad loved him and provided for him... It's like you have to be able to forgive certain. Maybe you don't have to forgive, but you have to realize that they're like human. And we all make mistakes. Yeah. And also, he could have learned. He could have done his adventure, um, you know, learned from it, grew from it, and then he could have gone and had his own family and been like, "I didn't like that my dad did this. Mm-hmm. I learned that I want to do this as a dad or as a spouse or as a partner." And is that a car? <laughs> so loud. Anyways. He could have made his life what he wanted it to be, despite how he felt about his family or his yeah. parents. And I keep relating his experience back to his family life, back to mine, ours. I don't know. Mine, I should say. Only because that really struck me. It was like, yeah. I wanted to have this experience with my parents on a deeper level, mm-hmm. like our relationship. And sometimes I felt like it was really hard, especially when I was 20 years old, yeah. you know, and our parents were going through separation and all this drama. And so it was just made it really difficult. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, you know, I posted that quote up and, you know, I was like, I'm not going to be afraid to do things. I'm going to live my life to the fullest. Sometimes I still get scared. Um, 
I feel like I'm a pretty reasonable person. <laughs> I know the boundaries. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. You are. <laughs> um, and I do want to level security, but I I will sacrifice unhappiness, which can sometimes mean you're sacrificing security to make sure I'm happy. Yeah. Or like Devin. Devin just um, last year he let go of a client that was just making him miserable. Yeah. And I was like, just, it doesn't matter. Let him go. Like we have one life to live. You don't need to be unhappy. Yeah. Now that brought other stressors, but honestly, I think in the end it's, it always works out. Definitely. And if you're not working for some corporate asshole, you know, like working for the man. Yeah. And that are, that's making you miserable. It's like, well, do you want to be unhappy there? Do you want to, you know, hustle yeah. a little bit to find something. Anyways. So that was, um, the summarized very, some, I mostly is a story about me guys. Um, <laughs> this okay. is a little therapy session maybe. <laughs> um, but I just think he's wonderful. Uh, even though he was so extreme, he accidentally killed himself. Um, and I think so many people could learn from at least some part of him. Yeah, definitely. So if you haven't seen the movie, I recommend starting with the movie and or the soundtrack. <laughs> Maybe you just need to hear the music. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good soundtrack. Eddie Vedder was, is amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible Eddie Vedder impersonation. I'm so sorry, Eddie Vedder. I, I know it. he's listening. Um, I got my information. I, you know, I first heard about him from Into the Wild, Mm -hmm. the movie. Um, There's another book called The Wild Truth and Wikipedia. And (laughs) the book is called The Wild Truth and Wikipedia? (laughs) No, the book is called (laughs) The Wild Truth. And then I also got more information from Wikipedia. (laughs) I was like, wow, the the wicked truth. I don't, I'm done talking. (laughs) (laughs) And that was my story of the week. Sorry for the therapy session. Is it too heavy? No, I loved it. It was great. It was really good. I liked it a lot. Nice job. Thanks. All right. Do you want me to just jump right in? Are you ready to do this? Yeah. That's the song for tonight. We'll just play that over the um, intro for everybody. All right. So at the beginning of the episode, you talked about our weekend at the Illinois River. Oh. And so I'll just start by saying um, we had a great time. I didn't even get a sunburn, which is uncommon for me out in the sunlight. I mean, I was really proud of us. Did you not get one either? No. Good. And I mean, even though Noah and Evan got a slight sunburn, it was mild. And Evan's was like weird, right? He only had like part of his body. Don't even get me started on okay. that. Okay. <laughs> You kind of got yourself started on it. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Podcasting with headphones on is the best, but also your ears get very tired. (laughs) Okay, so though we had a great time, I did almost drown. (laughs) So I'm going to tell a story about me drowning to uh, start this other story off. So what happened was... Um, I started going a little faster to kind of get out of this more congested area and I got my kayak tangled up in some tree roots and it just kind of lodged right in there and knocked me right out of my boat right at like a little rapid, which a faster flowing area of water for the Illinois River and how it knocked me out, I guess, just kind of 
toppled me right into the water. But when I came up for air or like to get out of the water, I was stuck right in front of my kayak where the water was rushing. So it was like rushing on top of me, rushing on top of me. So I couldn't really get up out of the water. Luckily, I was able to kind of stop panicking and just kind of go under the water and get out from underneath my kayak. But when you're kind of in that situation panicking, you're not really thinking like, yeah, you just need to get a breath. And I really couldn't get a breath. So anyways, um, I came out, grabbed my boat, grabbed my floating cooler, thank God. And um, and I, I just want to interject. Yeah. I was a little bit behind her because I had just been stuck. Yeah. And I was I was starting to panic. Now, not to the same level. But right. then when I saw Sheridan, she just looked like she got hit by a bus. Her, yeah. She had a glazed look over her face and her mouth was hanging open. And she was just like looking around slowly. And I, my heart just dropped. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the Illinois River is always pretty shallow. And, and I started yelling at everyone. I was like, go get Sheridan, go get Sheridan. Did you? Yeah. I don't remember, but it's always pretty shallow. So I, I kept thinking, I can just touch. I can just touch. But I couldn't, of course. It's, like, in one deep spot. Um, and so I did have to kind of go a little over to the shore to get to where I could stand up. And then I was, like, shaking so bad. But... It did bang me up pretty bad. I had some pretty big bruises on my legs and lots of cuts and scrapes, but I'm, I'm okay for the most part. My, my foot's pretty sore. Um, so anyways, this kind of got, you want to see it? Yeah. (laughs) I'll show you it later. It's not easy to see in the dark. Uh, so this got me thinking about how many drowning deaths there are on the Illinois river. A year? I did look up for a year and I'll just tell you right off the bat. It's not easy. There's not like just a general list of drowning deaths. And I guess that's probably like for the victim's privacy. You know, they aren't going to like just tell you. Well, they don't have to put anything about the victim. Sorry, go on. I know what you're saying, but I just mean like I and also maybe they don't. I don't know. Anyways, I couldn't find a list. Maybe I didn't Google very well. That's fine. I also want to say before you get really deep into this. For our listeners who are not from the area, the Illinois River is 98% of it is dragging on gravel. Then there's a few little moments where it's a little deeper and there might be a tree log or something causing a current, a a faster flow. Um, When you go down there to float, they just drop you off. They don't ask you if you've ever floated before. They don't give you any safety warnings. Mm-hmm. They All they say is you have to take a, a life jacket. And, and even the guys didn't tell us this time to take a life jacket. We just took it because we've been going for years. Right. We just know. They just leave it there. Used to when we would go, they would make you take your paddle and your life jacket on the bus mm-hmm. as you went up. Yeah. So they had to make sure you had one before you even left the little lodge place whatever now they just leave them up there where they drop you off at this little bank and then you have to just know to take them so anyways um just a tiny little backstory on the illinois river because i'm sure not everybody does know but maybe you've never been but it is like a little tributary of the arkansas river and it's in northeastern oklahoma and it's just a very popular location for floating kayaking and canoeing and they also have lots of camping around the river it's typically just a leisurely ride down the water. It's not a fa- Especially if you're in a raft. Yeah, and the rafts are a little bit safer. However, a lot of these things I looked up No, I had a rafting. Fr- I had a friend almost drown rafting. Yeah. So, so you're, you're typically not safe no matter what kind of boat you're in. But um, 
It's typically a really slow ride. The only time it usually gets pretty dangerous is if it's after a big rain um, and it's higher in the uh, river. And I've probably been to the river and floated the river probably, I mean, not a hundred times. I was going to say a hundred times. Not that many times, but pretty close. And because living in Tahlequah and going to college there, I, we would just go and take our books and study out by the river. We'd get in and cool off for a bit, you know, so we've been out there all these times and never once did I ever come close to drowning or get in any sort of danger. So in my research, um, water is very dangerous and they do require that you take a life jacket. But like you said, they don't really like make you wear it they don't even really enforce it and for that reason drowning can happen really easily so i'm going to talk about a few different stories of some drownings so this first one is of a 32 year old man who he died while rafting and waiting in the illinois river as in waiting w-a-d-i-n-g um what year this one, I couldn't find a date on this one. It was just, um, it was weird. There were like alerts. Oh. And there was a bunch of these types of alerts that just kind of told you like, oh, somebody died, somebody died. But I couldn't see like a date on them. And so this year though. This one probably was from this year. Yeah. It oh. looked like it was. So he died. Um, uh, the body was found from the river in Cherokee County at about 3, 10 p.m., and witnesses told authorities that the man had exited the raft and he was, he had been floating in the water and then he just began kind of like walking deeper into the water and he stepped into a really deep area and began tr- having trouble swimming due to the river's current. He called out for help before submerging and he never resurfaced. Oh my God. Yeah. That one's pretty scary to me because he had called out for help and then because like I remember like when I started to like oh I'm getting under the water I never was like help me like I never asked anybody for help and it was really busy there were it was people so around I remember when I like walked over to the shore I remember there was like a group on the other yeah, side and there... I was like they just watched me do that they never even said anything or asked if I was okay you know I was it, just like it, it, not to defend them but in their defense it probably didn't look like anything. And that's probably. why people drown. Like it's that true. guy, his friends were probably already floating past him. And he's like, help me. And they're like, oh, quit being a shit. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of drinking and stupidity going on. Definitely. You're right. That's true. Just a thought. Yeah. But you did. Yeah. Go on. Well, and I had even said to you how I thought. I said this to you after we got back to Tulsa. I was like. I always think people are so silly for drowning. Not that I'm blaming them. That sounds terrible. It's a horrible accident. It really is. But like when I hear like an adult man drown in the river like this, I'm like, how could he not just swim? And then it happens to you. You're like, oh yeah, you panic first. Yes. Like I don't, I really could not catch a breath. The panicking is what kills people. Yeah. And then also you're just in this sticky situation that you just can't get out of very fast. And Mm. anyways... It, it definitely changed my mind about wearing a life jacket. That's for sure. Not that I'm going to like wear one the whole time, but they're so important. I just, uh, anyway, so, okay. So then <laughs> I'm going to look like a nerd and I'm fine with that. So uh, this one happened on May 30th. This was in 2011. Um, there was a, during this year, there was a alarming amount of drownings this year. So four people had drowned in the river. Hold on, 2011. About nine years ago. 
Okay, I was wondering if Devin and I were together yet because the year my friend Lindsay almost drowned, the ri- I had never seen the river that full before. This might have been like after the river had been flooded for a little while. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, the river was so high, Sheridan, we floated. We did like the six mile in like two hours. Yeah. Well, so 2011, this would have been like the year before I graduated from... NSU. Okay. And so I do remember not specifically people drowning, but I remember like the water was bad. We would like plan to go and they were like, oh, the water's too high, like that type of thing. Yeah. So we were just like, no, it's not. Because again, you go too fast and kind of the point of floating is to go really slow, drink, have a good time. So anyway, so four people had drowned this year since May. And this was like um, at the end of the summer, basically. Mm-hmm. And so like four people had drowned. Uh, and um, the, they said the drownings are beginning to take their toll on the staff here. We're scratching our heads trying to figure out what we can do. Um, the body of a man named Adam, who is 29 and he was from Kentucky, had been recovered in about five feet of water. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, it's so crazy because it's just not deep. It's just not a deep river. Um, and it said that he had been swimming behind a raft and that his group um, that his group had, like, kind of kept going. And they did report that he had been drinking a lot of alcohol. Um, then the next death that year was uh, Zennifer Wiley, who was 18, from St. Louis, Missouri. And they were swimming with friends on June 4th. And um, he just began s- struggling and went under the water. And um, his body was recovered two days later. Oh, my God. So his friends couldn't even find his body? I guess not. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This it's is so I know. Sad. And I'm thinking, like, it's that thing where it's, like, you're either ahead or behind. Mm-hmm. You get tangled up in brush, and nobody can see you because the water's just pushing you just enough to Listen, do it. like, when you went under, I was so concerned with, because I was starting to hit the rapid. So yeah. I wasn't even watching you anymore. I was watching. Because you didn't want to fall out right yeah, there. Yeah, I was watching what I was doing. There was a lot of debris right there. Yeah, so. and so I didn't even see you at that point yeah. until it was too late. And so what if I had never paid attention? I'm like, Sheridan just must have went ahead of us, but your dead body's floating down the river. Oh, my God, that's so crazy. Luckily, I think we were all coherent enough still that you all would have recognized. Yeah, we didn't get crazy. No. Uh, so then the next one is a, a male who is 22 from Watts, Oklahoma. And he had jumped about 15 feet into the water from the Lake Francis Dam. And that is what caused his death. So he did um, probably injure himself, though. Oh, but he did die on the river. Baby. And then the last one on this date, that like this reporting, was a woman who was 24 from Perkins. And she was thrown from a raft. And the after the raft had struck a tree and her body was recovered hours later. That was similar to how my friend Lindsay went under. So yeah. we had our rafts tied together. Uh-huh. Which technically you're not supposed and to do. And there's a reason for that, yeah. But you don't you do whatever you want when you get on the river. Yeah. And she was she was uh like sitting between both of them. She had one leg and one side. She had it straddled both boats. Yeah. Well, that was the year the river was crazy high and we hit these trees and she got pushed backwards and was like sucked under in between both boats. So she was like having a, she couldn't find any air. Like she couldn't get she out of the water. She was literally, it was the perfect drowning scenario. Yeah. Like she and was under the boat. we just started 
I just remember we were grabbing her and when I pulled her up, she had the same look on your face. This like, I think it part just it's the panic. You're just in a panic. It's really wild. Um, It did mention none of these victims were wearing a life jacket. Because the Illinois River is, you're usually having to get out of the boat to drag yeah, the boat. You really across the rocks. I will say, I really did um, this trip. Uh, we did see a couple of boats with a lot of kids without um, life that jackets made, on. That made me nervous. And I was thinking, how well, can you just some not of have them your didn't kid? have adults in them? Well, yeah, we need to really probably talk to the Illinois River authorities. <laughs> so after failure to wear a life jacket. Alcohol consumption is the second leading cause of drowning. And the third is horseplay, like jumping off of things, mm-hmm. rope swings and things that like that. That all makes sense. So it's like no life jacket, then alcohol, then horseplay. It's like a lazy river. It is. And you get drunk, you, you well, are hot and, and hungry. And, and I want to mention that I really was not drunk when this happened. No. I had only had two white claws. <laughs> Basic bitch. <laughs> Basic. And it would have been three, but remember, I one mine fell out before we even get got started. Yeah, and we didn't bring a whole bunch of them to begin. No, with, we so we weren't trying to listen. We had a, we're reasonable adults these days. <laughs> we're old. <laughs> I didn't want to be hung up for the next day. Um, I wanted to remember to put sunscreen on. So, but anyway, so I wasn't even close to being drunk. So that really had nothing to do with mine. It was accident and no life jacket. I will say you. I was really nervous from the get-go because mm-hmm. Sheridan and I had a very negative floating experience. I, did, I think we told this on the podcast We probably before. did. <laughs> if you recall, Sheridan and I decided to go canoeing once because we couldn't get a group of people together. So we got a canoe and it was a nightmare. We pulled off early, yada, yada. Yeah. I was nervous about kayaking and Sheridan's been kayaking more lately. And she was all confident. She's feeling more confident about her yeah. kayaking skills. And I think that somewhat attributed to... Because you you were like, I'm getting out of here, and you went yeah, really fast. Yeah, I was going really fast to get out of there. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I wasn't super fast, but um, yeah, I, I was. And I was like, it's fine. I've kayaked in the ocean. You're going to be fine. I was like trying to like, calm you down yeah. about it. And then, of course, I flipped out. Anyway, so um, before 2011... The uh, Scenic Rivers Commission had banned open containers and consumption of alcohol in four different areas along the Illinois River. So, like, if you, like, were to stop and at these different places, you were not allowed to drink there. No one has ever told me that I couldn't drink alcohol. It's near the bridges and, um, or on the bridges and at a place called Round Hollow and Todd Public Access. And I think these are maybe places that people typically are being either found or are having injuries or accidents. So the rule doesn't apply to patrons that are floating though. So Uh, it's only if you're out of your boats or like not even floating at all. Cause two. So like if I got out with my life jacket and float down the river, like I've done by the rafts and I was drinking, I would get in trouble. Yeah. You probably would have actually. Okay. So all of the drownings in 2011, were from the Illinois River, and it was during a time that the w- river was deeper and faster than normal. Um, and I will say, in in Oki's defense, like we're not used to that fast river, and honestly, there should be strict rules. If the river is going fast, they need to t- shut it down. They probably, yeah, they really probably. It, it's too dangerous for us who are used to just. I think when we went this time, it didn't necessarily no. seem very high, but it was a little faster. We finished pretty quick, so it was. 
It was perfect. Honestly. I mean, we were also in um, kayaks, so it was a little. She fast. told me on kayaks we'd go fast. Definitely. So, but before this, only one drowning had occurred in 2010. Um, it was a 53 year old man, and he had jumped into the water to try to save his fiance, who did make it out of the water safely, but he could not actually swim. Oh. So he had jumped in to help her. <gasps> She got Aww. out and he drowned because he cannot actually swim. And then before that, three years prior to 2010, no drownings were recorded. I that's, put that. I put that in. I was like, "That's a long time." Well, if it was a drought season, like that's you know what true. I mean. Yeah. I mean, guys, this is how shallow the river is. Because so there was a while where we were going every year and we were dragging bottom the whole time. Yeah, um, I did find another story about um, in August of 2019. And a 67-year-old man had been recovered. Um, he had been kayaking as well on the river near Tahlequah, which it goes a little further, of course. So um, but they said that he had just been floating on the river when it traveled into a log jam and capsized, which is pretty much what happened to me. Exactly what happened. Yeah. And that he had been trapped beneath the water for several minutes before <sighs> emergency rescue crews had arrived. It said that pedestrians had attempted to save him but were unsuccessful. Oh, my God. This is, like, from the report that I read. Uh, We have had individuals that jumped out of trees, off rope swings. We've had individuals who have done done double backflips off of dams. These are the kinds of things. These are all cautions. But what needs to happen is people need to realize that water's powerful. It's relentless and it's unpredictable. If you don't treat water with respect, even in a water park, the water's always going to win. And that's the bottom line. It's so true. Yeah. I, I was reading it. And I was like, ooh, I mean, that policeman got pretty deep. But like, it's so true. Like, that's what I said to you. I was like, you have no idea how powerful it is. And like, you mean, I mean, you do. I'm not saying you. I'm generally yeah. I'm speaking. So it's just crazy. You kind of like don't think about it, especially on the Illinois River. You're I just know. like, oh, we're going out. We're having fun. We're going to float. We're going to take it easy. Boom. In seconds. So it's very scary. I've always had a massive amount of respect for natural waters, especially because I just feel like you... <laughs> You, a human is nothing compared to Mother Nature's natural streams and oceans. Yeah. Like, they're so magical and powerful and horrifying. It's so true. The last one I found was in March of 2020, and a 24-year-old man had drowned. In they had, um, he had gone into the water around 9:45 a.m. And they were not able to find him till the next morning. Mm. It's just crazy. I always think about how, or when I was reading this, I was thinking about how when they can't find them, because the water is so shallow and it ebbs and flows with the depth. And I'm like, man, there's just too much stuff in the water, which I do know they go through sometimes and like remove logs and things here and there. But I did feel like there was a lot of logs. There were a lot. There were. So we're supposed to go again on September 12th. (laughs) Sure. So that being said, I wanted to tell some safety tips. Oh. So always wear a life jacket. People who aren't strong swimmers or are first time novice floaters should float only when accompanied by experienced floaters or on a day when the water levels are down. Avoid alcoholic beverages, which no. <laughs> if you haven't ever floated, it's impossible to not have a couple of drinks. It's just a long time. You may and not want to float. If you're, you're going to avoid alcoholic beverages, just don't go. And I would like to mention here when when Carly and I, Carly's my best friend, and we went to college together. When we went 
to our first year at NSU, there's this thing called Rookie Bridge Camp. Carly and I sat outside watching these kids walk into Rookie Bridge Camp and they were like screaming and doing these like cheers. And we both called our moms and we were like, do we have to go to this? It just seems terrible. And they're like, we already paid. Just go. We might meet some friends. We're like, fine, we'll do it. We were being, I mean, it looked terrible. And it was, it was horrible. Both of us had a terrible experience, but part of it was that you flow the river with all these people you don't know and you're not drinking. It was miserable. So I'm just saying, if you have to go and you want to go, you do need to have a couple of drinks probably. You know, Devin and I went whitewater rafting in Montana by whitefish and I did not have fun. I'm too old for whitewater rafting. I love whitewater rafting. I guarantee if you went this weekend, you would be miserable. It is horrifying. Yeah, I remember it was really scary, but it is like that thrill, I think. But you're right. Probably now. Also, I did go as like a high schooler. So I've been twice. I loved it. I want to see you go now. (laughs) You're right. And I'd not be scared. be scared. I would be I, scared. I had my feet under the the bench in front of me. Same. Yeah. I mean, I was holding on for dear life, and I followed every rule. When they were, when he said dig in, I was like, I will not fall out of this boat. You were just popping the raft <laughs> with your paddle. I was seriously intense about it. I was so, so scared. I think you're right about it being more scary now because it is so dangerous, and I have a kid now, so I probably would have a different. Well, feeling. you're just, the older you get, the more wisdom you have. Yeah, and you're, you're like, right. people drown on the Illinois River. How many people drown on these rivers? And, and you, but they do make you wear a life jacket and a helmet. I didn't, we didn't have to wear helmets. <gasps> oh, that's wrong. They did you dirty. You were supposed to wear a helmet. I don't think we wore a helmet. You had to have. They made us. Like, you have to. There's not, like, an option. I'll have to ask Seven. I can't remember. You want to get your picture? We, we took a picture and wonder what happened to it. We wore wetsuits. Yeah. And, so we must have had a helmet on. You had on. helmets on. The last one on the tips and tricks for not drowning. <laughs> Sorry. Just, no, it's totally fine. Uh, just to be aware of the fallen trees and debris in the water. So that's pretty much it. I just was thinking, you know, I kind of wanted to know how many people would drown. And then I thought I should tell a cautionary tale of how dangerous the river is in water in general. But. It's it really is scary and maybe we just go to a, a public beach. Or I was gonna say we could go to like Blue Hole or something and just take little floaties and float in the shallow water. Let's do that. Okay, sounds good. And we'll save us money. Sure. <laughs> That's I'm always for that. All right, well do you gotta uh Oh my you... gosh, tiny googs. I know, you thought we were just gonna say goodbye. <laughs> I was no, ready. <laughs> this is not over yet. Tell me your tiny goog. Well, you're gonna be mad at me. I haven't oh, really <laughs> searched anything interesting this week. You're... I was kinda busy and boring this week. I know. So actually my my tiny goog does say I really struggle to come up with a tiny goog. Seriously, <laughs> everything I've been Googling lately has been about work and it's pretty boring for everyone to listen to. <laughs> so I, it would just stress me out to talk about it anyways. If I told you anything I've Googled about work, I would be like, and then I had to look up this thing and I don't know how to do this. But I will tell you, I messed up my leg yesterday doing nothing. Just, I didn't do anything. It just hurts so bad. I think I maybe just had pulled a muscle behind my knee 
And I think it's that or it's just really tight from having to sit in those like really hard chairs at work because I haven't taken my work chair back to work yet. Oh, you need to do that. I I am. So anyways, I'm just not used to sitting down all day. I don't, I didn't have, being a kindergarten teacher, I move like all day long. I mean, I sit down at certain points in the day, but for the most part, I'm walking around tables, talking to kids, bending down, sitting down. I sit on the floor with them a lot, like things like that. And so... Now when I teach, I'm sitting down all day and it's definitely different for me. So I Googled what causes knee pain when bending it because it really hurts when I bend it or like try to lift my leg and it's not my actual knee, like not my kneecap. Um, so this search may have been pretty unhelpful. However, I did find that there's two different options that could be happening to me right now that sounded like it. Hamstring tendonitis was an option as well as Baker's cyst. A hamstring tendonitis is when the soft tissue that connects the muscle to the back of the thigh to your pelvis and your knee to the lower leg becomes inflamed. And I think that one's probably it. But then a Baker cyst is a fluid-filled swelling that causes a lump in the back of the knee, leading to tightness and limited movement. That could be it from the flow trip. (laughs) It says it can be painful when you bend or extend your knee. Which is where mine hurts. Like, that's when it hurts, I mean. So, anyways, I haven't felt a cyst or anything, but... does it? Did it say you would feel a physical lump? Um, no. Or are you just assuming? I'm assuming. So, anyways, I think it's probably a pulled muscle. Um, I don't think this is from the kayak because it You need to happening. just walk around every day. I, I will, yeah. And I don't think this is from the kayak uh, incident because it's happened... So many days later. Yeah. I just bent it just now and it really hurt. Man, I'm not kidding. But so that's my tiny goog. I've got a baker cyst and hamstring tendonitis. I'm an old lady. I need to walk around sometimes. You're a grandmother. I'm 16 and I'm a grandmother. That's it. That's all I've got for you guys. You want to sing us off? Goodbye. 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 Yours was so intense. It startled me. My heart hurts.